Welcome sentient beings from all known universes and beyond. It's time to activate your cranial downlinks and prepare to receive a raft of discussion on a cosmic ocean of science fiction and fantasy topics, interviews with local area genre devotees, and insightful prognostication by our soothsayers of science fiction, our forecasters of fantasy, and any other beings that happen to get caught in our gravity well. This is the Galactic Driftwood Podcast. Hello, folks, and uh, welcome to this episode of the Galactic Driftwood Podcast. I'm Bill. I'm Linda. I'm Charles. I'm Seth. <laughs> I'm Chris. And uh, Seth, why don't you take it away? Tell me what we're going to talk about this time. Well, unfortunately, we're starting off with some bad news. Yeah. Uh, I mean, this will be coming out uh, the week after, but this week, uh, Kevin Conroy died, and I'm very sad. Because for those not in the know, Kevin Conroy is the uh, or was the voice of Batman uh, for the nineteen ninety, starting with the nineteen ninety two Batman the animated series. Uh, and then, if you wanted to have a good Batman voice, it was almost Kevin Conroy or no one, because he set the standard for that voice with the animated series. Hmm. Uh, he'd go on to reprise his role in the Justice League series, uh, in almost anywhere where Bruce Wayne was animated, he'd be the voice actor. So he was in uh, Batman <laughs> Beyond. Uh, he was in Batman in most, if not all of, uh, probably not all, but most a, a good majority of the DC Universe animated movies, which I can't recommend enough, uh, as well as the video games. Yeah, I was gonna, uh, I was just gonna say, as well as the video, the wonderful Arkham series and uh, the good Injustice series as well. Like him and Mark Hamill were kind of the two, just like. Defining voices, almost of that series. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, and he was only sixty-six. I know, very sad. Yeah, mm-hmm. that uh, seems awfully young to me now that I'm almost sixty-five. <laughs> he, was, he was apparently battling intestinal cancer. Oh gosh! Yeah. Right. So yeah, he, it says that he did not uh, publicly disclose he was ill. So this is kind of a shock to everyone. Ah, uh, okay. So has he been in any productions recently, or are these animated episodes he's been in are they, are they been out for a while? Or I, I, I mean, he's been Batman uh, since uh, Ooh, since nineteen ninety two. Yeah, I was just wondering if he'd been in in you know embodying the voice of that character in recent. Oh yeah, uh, all the way up to even this most recent uh, couple of years, twenty nineteen. He did Bruce Wayne. 
Oh, wow. Um, and a couple other ones. Uh, <clears throat> he did the voice of Hordak and He-Man and the Masters of the Universe in 2022. But more, last one he did with uh, Bruce looks like to be like 2019 in the Batman uh, series. He He's credited uh, for a 2023 movie as Thomas Wayne in Batman Cape Crusade. Oh, there we go. Yeah, okay. Hmm. Yeah, so he's he's all over. Literally was doing this um looks like up to its final days so yeah he was also in uh in a show in 2016 called yoga hosers what <laughs> oh yeah and his role was canadian bat man <laughs> nice <laughs> uh okay so we have to add this to the to do yes to watch no, the Canadian hosers. It's worth a watch. That's hosers. <clears throat> oh, I'm, I'm forgetting names now. The director of Clerks or comic. Oh, Kevin writer. Smith. Uh, yeah, his daughter, I think, did yoga. Oh, that would explain a lot. Okay, we got to add this to our uh, to do. Then I was not aware of that. Hmm. Holy yeah, I'm looking through the. Uh, I think that's right. IMDb, and he was he's done a lot, a lot, a lot. of voice acting, and a lot of it is Batman. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, that's too yeah, bad. Batman, 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 Batman. <laughs> yeah, he really, he really carried the torch on that character, like you mentioned from the getting it on the animated series through the video games and everything else kind of you know beyond that so um i grew up listening to him so it'll be kind of interesting you know if i pick up uh the change in the future uh recognizing that it's someone else or whether someone else can get close to kind of matching what he was able to do uh with his broad range of voice so as batman also changed over the times different series had a darker or a more lighter batman depending on on which series it was and he would kind of adopt to those as well so mm-hmm. um it'll be interesting to know how how well we we discern that difference later hmm. all right well here it is the poster for yoga hosers oh, do God. your worst wow <clears throat> yep I, I, think think that's, I think that's definitely our next review. I don't think I'm going to be watching that one. I, I don't know. But you watch it. Space Truckers. No, no that's right. Please, There's please only don't so much me. a person can suffer, Chris. We won't go down that rabbit hole, but I think, I think it's yeah. a good movie. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's a must-see for the <laughs> Galactic Driftwood crew. I don't know that it has anything to do with... Um, Science fiction, fantasy, or horror, although maybe it it's going to be particularly right. horrible show. Watch. No, it's it's technically horror, but it is, yeah. But, you know, Canadian convenience store horror, yeah. Convenience store <laughs> could be entertaining. It's yeah. when, if, if you're scared of convenience store food, this is uh, <laughs> the one to watch. This is the one to watch, yeah. Awesome, all right. Yeah, we'll put that on the must-see list. I was, uh, oh yeah, here. <laughs> oh, this apparently uh, is also a clip from a scene in that same show. Oh dear. 
Oh dear. What yeah, this is going to be good. Supposed to be. I, I think that is a, a onion head. No, that is a sausage Hitler. Yeah. Oh, that's oh, oh, the worst. Yes. You, you the worst. Uh, uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> and for, for our listeners who couldn't see the poster, uh, it had a tagline do your worst. W. Yeah. And the worst was spelled W W U R S T. So cheddar or like brat worst. And so it looks like they're fighting sausages in uniforms who look like Well ahead of time. Ahead of time. We were supposed to be talking about Kevin Conroy. Yeah. He's in this. He's in this, though, apparently. Oh, that poor man. The, Uh The um Huh. This I, I don't remember which one came first, but this is a take off the the yoga hosers <clears throat> was sort of invented when when he did the walrus. I think it's called the walrus. Why oh, he in that? Well, the girls are when all all the uh, the detective the the podcaster and the detective all stop off at the convenience store. Oh dear, I am not watching this. Okay. And so that that invented this the yoga hosers movie. No, nope. you have the two girls. No, nope. wow. store. Oh my god! Oh, it's Stan, a good movie. And Stan Lee has a appearance in it. Awesome, that's great. Well, then that makes it worth watching just right there. Okay. Here we go. Okay. I can't believe you guys haven't watched it. Actually, have you seen it, Charles? Well, that's why. I, yes. Oh my god. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Okay. All right. Well, we we definitely have that on the list now. Uh-huh. Yoga hosers. Okay. We'll have to see how that compares with space truckers. Oh. Yeah, I'm with Linda. Ugh. Yeah, we we need actually a category or something that we rank here between yeah. like and, you know, tomatoes. Yeah, like yeah, like the llama to space truckers to yeah, yeah, llama. We give llamas to. We give this movie three point five pieces of floating space junk out of five. Right. That's what we should call it. It's a space junk chart, you know. Yes. Junk. I like it. I like it. Uh, Back on on Conrad though. Yeah. (laughs) Um. uh, Obviously, people had. Tributes to pay or eulogies. It's worth noting, uh, you know, Kevin Smith is probably one of Kevin Conroy's biggest uh, fans, uh, friends, if you will. So he also gave a, a YouTube, uh, um, I won't say tribute. He was speaking somewhere a few days ago, but he gave a kind of a heartfelt uh, eulogy, if you will, to, to Kevin Conroy a few days ago. And it, it's worth a watch as well. Um, so, uh, and he'll tear up like he does, but it's, it's good worth, it's a good worth watch. It's only a few minutes. Um, but a lot of people had a lot of great things to say about someone who had such a broad, uh, impact on the image and the voice of Batman for such a long time. Uh, I need to correct myself. Tusk was the name of the movie that this overlaps with. Oh, it overlaps with Tusk. I just explained it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's the same convenience. I'm you saying that. Girl. I'm sorry. <laughs> there you go. Ah. Yep, Mark Hamill as well. 
um mm-hmm. the, the the joker voices uh it's pretty good scenes with them both together they had a good chemistry they did yeah for for a chemistry that you'd want to see depending on the storyline of batman and joker that you're following uh they were really great together for that i mean they did <clears throat> like they were in so many different things in so many different ways yeah so like it had they like they portrayed the relationship in the 1992 animated series which is uh so heavily censored by people that <laughs> like you, you should look up the censoring stuff they had to deal with on Batman the animated series it's oh i'm sure hmm. uh in fact any kids cartoon series <laughs> from the 90s would have had to go through um, weird things like they could in x-men that you couldn't say say death or kill but so they had eliminate him or terminate them (laughs) because you couldn't say kill or murder or death Hmm. uh but yeah in batman it was kind of the same uh, the same way batman oh man was it batman or spider-man it was Spider-Man. You could never show Spider-Man hitting someone, but there were some really weird rules for Batman too. Like Let's he could see. never kill a person or through inaction let them be killed, which is kind of Batman. But it was also he can't ever hold a gun. Like he can't even mm. pick it up or take mm. it away from someone. Wow. And that was the censors rules or the Yeah. The studio's rules, because it sounds more like the studios might have a rule to say, well, this is this is Batman. This is the way he should be. Portrayed. It sounds like that, doesn't it? But, yeah, it does. Well, but that's. I mean, they have a similar thing, I think, for Doctor Who, uh, the studio that does him, because he's supposed to be, you know, a pacifist, doesn't ever use a gun, hold a gun, carry a gun. Right. You know, he uses his mind to figure out solutions to problems and trick the bad guys into doing the, the dumb thing. Mm-hmm. So just wondering if maybe that's the case here, but are you researching that? Yeah, I'm trying to find the, the set of rules and weird things I read, but I'm not finding it. We might have to talk, just like do an episode sometime when I've got all like could be either. weird yeah. things that they do. Yeah. Yeah, good, yeah. good idea. Yeah, like some some of the restrictions that uh, the studios put on their writers are really crazy, especially for children's programming. Oh, I can imagine. Yeah, that would be tough. Trying to do a children's show and making it dramatic <clears throat> and. <laughs> making it well, uh, realistic. Bill? You don't have to make it dramatic. Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> Bill, I think you had pictures for us. Kids well, just watch cartoons, whatever. I, I actually do have some pictures. So uh, long-time listeners of the show will um, no doubt be familiar with our friend uh, Bill Hedges, who lives up in Lyons, Nebraska, um, who has um, a film studio up there called Cosmic Films Studio. And I uh, films... Uh, a YouTube science fiction series called Cosmic Cat, where he travels the galaxy with his cat in a spaceship and goes on all kinds of weird adventures. And uh, 
does a great job with the special effects and the graphics and um, just everything's amazing. Um, but anyway, um, there he is. Um, no kittens. Standing outside of uh, his recreation of the Jupiter 2 spacecraft from Lost in Space. There's his cat. So his cat's name is Penny, named after one of the uh, kids from uh, Lost in Space. And uh, he plays a guy, uh, Will. I can't think of his last name in the sh in the episode. But anyway, uh, it's a fun series. If you get out on YouTube, just look up uh, Cosmic Cat. <laughs> And you can see some of his episodes. He's won a lot of uh, awards from local area, you know, uh, film. Um, what do they call those film? Uh, oh, the film festivals. Festival. Uh, yeah, that's, yep. that's the word I'm looking for. Wow. We, anyway, can't, find, so, uh, we can't find words today, can we? No. <laughs> so was, uh, yeah. So there's Bill. There's uh, one of his uh, spacecraft. And uh, he's doing a little landing scene there uh, in the studio. And he's got a full-size uh, mock-up of the uh, interior. Uh, well, not full-size, but a mock-up of the interior of the uh, <clears throat> ship as well. So anyway, so I thought, well, it'd be kind of fun maybe to, to go up there with uh, my um, vast array of uh, Star Wars droids and get some pictures of my Star Wars droids in the Jupiter 2. Um, kind of do a little mashup kind of a thing. So... Um, this is uh, one of the scenes there. So this is in uh, his film studio, which is in downtown Lyons. It's actually uh, an old converted movie theater uh, that he's turned into a movie studio. So he's got this uh, uh, mock-up. It's like, um, oh, not quite half of the front half of the Jupiter 2 that he has sitting there. Um, but it's such that it works well for his cosmic cat series um to and to avoid uh, any copyright infringement of course he couldn't do the exact jupiter 2 so his ship um is uh, more elongated um has kind of fins in the back looks more aerodynamic i guess less like a flying saucer so but the front of it um is identical to the jupiter 2 so he's able to use the front and incorporate mm. that into a different looking ship for show. So that worked out pretty good. Um, here's they, wait uh, in that previous picture. Were they cleaning? Is that I see one with a broom? Yeah, so you can see the one with the <laughs> dust uh, whisk broom there cleaning off the gantry. Clean so droids. the theory, uh, my operating premise here was that uh, my uh, my spacecraft uh, maybe similar or slightly larger to the Razor Crest from Mandalorian crashed mm. on this strange world. And we had to go looking for um, uh, parts. And in the process, we stumbled across this spaceship um, that had been obviously, quote, lost in space for some time uh, when we found it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so we decided, well, let's just spruce this one up and we'll take off on this one and cannibalize parts for my other ship. So that's why we got them. Uh, with the whisk broom. These guys here are gold bricking, playing a little uh, uh, space chess because you can't just call anything by its real name. You have to add space in front of it when you're doing a sci-fi thing. Mm. And, uh, there's a couple little aliens uh, watching them play. And then oh, oh my they, gosh. You can't see it, but here in the window that one guy standing up there he's got a bottle of Windex and they all have paper towels they're washing the windows oh <laughs> cute. I've got a got another picture of that but I didn't include it in my deck here but 
And then uh, this is another area of his studio. It's he's got it set up like a an Egyptian <laughs> tomb. Cool. So that way, I'll, I'll go in there because we could darken it up really good and uh, try to get the uh, lights of the droids to show up pretty well. So we this didn't looks have... like a this looks like a choir singing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this looks like the last thing you see before the lasers start shooting. Yeah. <laughs> right. And then uh, and then Bill's like, "Oh, you know what? You should uh, you should uh, we should dress you up like a Jawa." Oh, and I'm like, funny. oh, you have a Jawa outfit? I said, I'm a little tall for Jawa. But he said, well, yeah, we got this thing. So uh, he dressed oh, me up huh. like that. So not quite a Jawa, but very creepy looking alien with glowing eyes. Perfect. Uh, the mask, actually, that I'm wearing. Um, if uh, So this is like a triple mashup here because uh, this is uh, uh, the, I, a mask. Uh, of a Melkorian, uh, is it Melkorian? I think it's Melkorian. I might, if I'm saying it right. Anyway, from an episode of Star Trek. Oh, um, nice. So I think uh, in that episode, though, the uh, the eyes were not blue; they were more like a red or something. But <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. So the droids with uh, you know some sort of a <laughs> character. How many, how many droids? Um, and then and then many... he's got all these old weird, you know. Nope. machines he's built for different stories that he does and he's got them sitting in a corner of the studio so i said oh well let's let's fire these up and i'll just stack my droids around here like they're you know refurbishing some old equipment that they found and how many how many you got there uh how many droids yeah i think i have around 20 total <laughs> i mean i mean do you, have, do you do you make them partner up so that you know you have them all when you leave or did you maybe leave one behind can you tell? Do your, yeah. droids, do your droids have a buddy system, Bill? Yes. Well, <laughs> yeah, for the most part, uh, they kind of do. But I also know how many I, I should have. And um, so when I, I loaded them up, uh -huh. um, I, I loaded everybody up. And I had this like this, you know, one of those uh, collapsible wagons that people, you know, yeah. will hold up and put their kids in it and take them like to jazz on the green or something like that. Um, I could get almost all my droids to fit in that, um, except for one, uh, that guy down in the front there, the, uh, the battle, the battle droid, you can see him down here in the bottom right yep. corner, uh, oh, yeah. and of see him in the left there. Anyway, oh, I got I everybody sure. loaded into the car and then I'm looking around, I'm like, oh man, the battle droid, where'd we leave him? It turned out, uh. At, at Bill Hedges, uh, his basement, he's got multiple um, sets, and one of them, one of the sets is the inside of the Jupiter II. The other one is the inside of a 1950s diner, and then he has another area that's kind of like a mad scientist lab. Well, I had set the battle droid down in the mad scientist lab while we were loading all the other droids into the Jupiter II inside set to take some pictures, and then he was kind of back out of the way, and I just didn't see him as I was loading everything else up. But uh, he was probably trying to escape. Yeah, there he is. There's the battle droid. I don't know what he's, he's doing something bad. I'm sure. Tell, now tell me about these ones with legs. I don't. I'm not familiar with droids Maybe with this legs. Lever will let us all die. Yeah. So the droids with legs. So if anybody watched the Mandalorian, you probably saw a uh, battle, um, a, a droid, a fairy droid uh, uh. driving the fairy barge down the lava river. 
And that droid had <laughs> arms and legs, and the arms were using these big poles to push the, the oh, that's uh, right. boat through the, the lava river. Oh. And, uh, so they're so, called fairy droids. Yeah, these droids uh, are <coughs> droids that you can custom make at uh, Galaxy's Edge, the Star Wars theme park in Disneyland or Disney World. I uh, go to Mubo's Droid Depot, and you can build one of these guys. And um, they were $99 to build a droid, uh, but that's gone up now. It's like 120 for a droid. Wow. And the price increased the day after we left to come home. So mm. I got a few more droids in under the, the cheap price. <laughs> but I think I have all the droids I need cheap. now, except for maybe one. Oh, boy. But that's, anyway, that's what I say, Cap. I'm, <laughs> I'm being yelled at. I'm sorry. All right. So, and, <laughs> oh, then, no, uh, oh, and then he's also got the interior of a movie, oh, a movie studio theater. in his basement um, where you can sit and actually watch movies. So, I put all the droids in there and I had them watch um, the uh, climactic scene from The Empire Strikes Back where Darth Vader tells Luke he is his father. And then I had all the droids react. <laughs> um, nice yeah Cute. well at least you didn't have them watch the end of episode one where all the droids are being cut down and killed by the jedi <laughs> yeah that, that would have been unfortunate um <laughs> it would have been cruel and unusual yes look at Indeed all these it things. Would. too funny um and then let's see uh, hold on i wonder if i've got oh kitty yeah, and uh, so this is the inside of the Jupiter II. Uh, we got the droids sitting in there, uh, a little closer shot. So, yeah, I mean, a pretty amazing job he did on recreating the uh, the. Yeah, bird. that's amazing. Yeah. So we stuck the droids around there. And, and they're pushing buttons. They're going to take off. Yeah, doing stuff. They're getting the ship ready for launch. And then this was a night scene. We did a little night, night scene there. So, uh, and special thanks to Bill Hedges because... Uh, the camera on his cell phone is far superior to the one on my iPhone. So uh, <laughs> uh, really? all these, uh, I think all these pictures were taken by him. So, Oh my gosh. What, what, what kind of a cell phone does he have? Uh, sort of an Android thing. I think it's a Samsung. It's, it's like a fold out one. So you fold it out and it's mm. like a double sized galaxy fold. Yeah. Yeah. So nice, nice shots. Oh yeah, really nice. He said uh, he doesn't use his regular camera anymore; just uses that. So, uh, well, they're pretty—they're getting pretty good. But yeah, he likes to have people come up there and check out his studio. And uh, there's a lot of local area uh, film projects where they go up there and use his facilities, and um, a lot of that he just lets them use for free. And uh, 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 if you watch the show much, you'll probably be familiar with Katie Otten, uh, who's a local um, actor. And uh, she's There's been in a lot of his Cosmic Cat series. Yeah, there's a picture of uh, his 50s diner. And uh, it's kind of designed to be um, a little bit like the uh, a diner used in the Back to the Future. So it's got a lot of Back to the Future references in there. Uh, the, there's a DeLorean in there. There's a recreation of uh, a newspaper with the... A story on the clock tower, you know, the being repaired or something, and a lot of that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, it's a pretty cool, pretty cool place. So it's a shame that it's uh, it's about an hour 
about an hour's drive north of Omaha. So if it was here in Omaha, I'm sure it'd be a lot more popular. It'd be a lot more uh, people using that those facilities for stuff. So, but yeah, it was a good time. So we usually go up there in the spring for uh, Cosmicon. <clears throat> Cosmicon. Yeah. I have yet to go to a Cosmicon. You have, but you've been up to see Bill Hedges. I have been up to see Bill Hedges. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll have to rectify that. All right. Well, um, anything else uh, anybody wants to talk about? I see they, uh, I, I noticed today that uh, they've uh, picked a new companion for Doctor Who for the uh, 15th season. Um <laughs> And uh, now I'm probably going to be looking for her name. We've had a few. Uh, I'll just mention we had a few. Uh, Millie was... Gibson. Yes. Hello. We've Good had one. a. We've had a few episodes of uh, Bill Hedges' place. Episode twenty-five was Cosmic Cats After Dark. Episode eighty was Cosmic Con. I think that was the first first year. Episode 120, uh, Constellation 11, uh, oh, wow. included some of uh, that information. And uh, episode 121, Cosmicon 2022. Nice. Yeah, Millie yeah. Gibson and uh, the 15th Doctor is going to be in Kuti Gatwa, um, who uh, is in currently play or has been playing in Coronation Street, I guess. Hmm. Uh, so. Anyway, uh, yeah, but uh, that uh, doesn't start, I don't think, until November of next year. So uh, okay. quite a ways off. But they're getting a whole new cast. Um, um, they're going back to uh, the uh, the original showrunner, Stephen Moffat, I think. Mm -hmm. uh, um, yeah, so, uh, so it should be good. Uh, looks to be interesting. And uh, they also had uh, this year, there were only three Doctor Who episodes that came out. They were specials. One was in January. Um, one was in, I think, June or July. And then the last one came out on October 23rd. And um, all three of those featured, uh, I think they all three of them featured David Tennant. Or either that or, the, or it was just the last one maybe that was David Tennant. Uh, and uh, Jodie Whittaker handed off uh, or regenerated from uh, her character into... Uh, David Tennant's character um, as now the 14th Doctor. So our friend Josh, who uh, plays the 10th Doctor all the time, I'm going to have to uh, uh, clarify with him now every time I see him as the Doctor, <laughs> as that Doctor, whether he's the 10th or the 14th, <laughs> since Fine. it's the same actor. So anyway, uh, anybody have anything <laughs> else they want to throw out there? No, I think that's good. Yeah. All right. All right. Sounds good. I think uh, coming up here, one of our upcoming episodes, we should do a and d episode because uh, yeah. I'm looking into uh, DMing my own game or games uh, coming up here in January. So I've been looking into a lot of that stuff for DMs. So if anyone's ever been thinking about uh, becoming a dungeon master for Dungeons and Dragons, uh, that might be an interesting episode for you to check out. I'll let you know what I've found in my research and, and how I'm going to end up uh, doing my uh, DMing here. So it uh, should be fun. We did, uh, I will say that um, <clears throat> our friend Benito, 
who DMs a game that uh, Linda, Seth, Chris, and I are in. Um, Can you be this kind of dungeon master? <laughs> Linda, Linda, you haven't seen me lately. I already am. <laughs> well, he's got a kilt, though. <laughs> well, I've got a kilt. I just have to put it on. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, uh, we looked into uh, so so uh, folks that are maybe into D and D might be aware of D and D Beyond's uh, purchase from by Wizard of the Coast and the fact that they're working on a whole new iteration of Dungeons and Dragons called One D and D, and so um, uh, currently Seth and uh, Chris and Linda and I we play uh, using a product called Fantasy Grounds. Um, which is, uh, got, uh, a ton of functionality in it, but with the news of one D and D, we started looking at the possibility of, well, maybe rather than investing more money in fantasy grounds, let's look at investing money uh, going forward into D and D beyond. So, uh, Benito got on there, Benito and I got on the other day and, and started working with it. And, uh, the current D and D beyond, I mean, it's, it's really good at, um, generating uh, characters if you want to use the character builder um but uh and it's got an encounter thing uh encounter builder but it's in beta um and you can't really target characters with it it's it's a pretty manual thing and there's not a lot of other functionality as far as being able to upload maps and a lot of stuff so for right now um it's really subpar uh, and fantasy ground seems to be, at least from our experience, um, the way to go at the current time. So we're going to stick on that platform at least for the next year and see where uh, where D and D Beyond goes, where Wizards of the Coast takes that whole thing. So cool. um, I was listening to a, a podcast yesterday, and the, a gentleman was talking about the fact that I guess D and D Wizards of the Coast is owned by Hasbro. Oh. Hmm. I didn't know that. Yes, that was a re more recent change. Yeah, and uh, so he was saying that the um, the third quarter um, revenue for D and D for Hasbro. So D and D, I guess, makes up a very large percentage of Hasbro's <laughs> revenue throughout the year because it's very sustained normally throughout the year. And uh, other than that, really, Christmas time is a big time for Hasbro for selling toys. Um, but their second and third quarter revenues for D and D stuff was way down, and uh, that's been blamed on a couple of uh, new new releases. Strixhaven, I think, uh, wasn't very well received, and then the Space Jammer um, series um, enhancement for D and D stuff uh, was really not liked at all. Uh, it was supposed to be a like D and D only set in space, but yet they didn't have any rules for spaceship combat. So, oh wow, oh, wow. yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, people were really upset with it, and it and it hasn't sold worth a darn. So, the uh, the guy who was the head of product development or the head of um, D and D for Hasbro, um, he announced his departure after the third quarter revenues were oh, released. Whoops. Whereas in just a, a few months ago in July, when they came out with the one D and D announcement and the big video for all of that, he was kind of front and center in that whole video announcing the whole new direction for one D and D. So, uh -oh. um, yeah. 
So I'm sure it was a surprise to him that he was leaving. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oopsie. So my understanding of one D and D isn't that it's going to be a whole new edition, but rather building on top of the fifth edition rules. It's going to be building on top of that, but there there may be some changes um, to simplifying rules. And um, uh, from what I've seen, it sounds like there will be they will be revising the core rule books. Um, you can still play with the old rule books, um, but I. And yeah, I think that was the key thing is that all the all the source books for fifth edition would still be compatible. Right. So right. that people wouldn't have to rebuy everything again. Right. Yeah, it just makes me wonder how much of that's gonna be how easily that'll be maintainable in their one D D virtual tabletop platform. Um you'd probably you probably have to have some way of going in and I guess it's probably wouldn't be that difficult just to say which version that you're going to play on. I suppose. Yeah. And then the rule set would be adjusted accordingly, but you know, it's going to be, it's going to be work maintaining rule sets for a bunch of different editions, I would think. So, well, I mean, other oh, I companies suppose. already do that. Like fantasy grounds <laughs> maintains rule sets for, Pathfinder 3.5, 4, and 5. Yeah, true. So, I mean, the it can it can be done and has it just been. needs the work. Yeah. Well, and, and I suppose, too, that once you've built the rules for 5e, if they're not going to be altering those rules going forward and they're set, once you build it, it's built, right? Yeah, I mean, if... If they're building on top of 5e, it's not going to be too hard to just have a slider that says original 5e content or updated content. Yeah, right, right. Hmm. Yeah, well, it'll be interesting to see. It uh, doesn't sound like uh, the 1D and D is going to be ready to to be used until like January of 2024. So we've got over a whole slightly year. over a year yet before it's available. Although they were doing some play testing of the one D and D stuff just to get, you know, people's opinions as to how playable it was. So but you would think though, if there wasn't that many changes to D and D five E that they wouldn't have had to have this, this play test to determine playability. Well, I mean, anytime you change or you make changes to a system like D and D you go through a ton of testing just because us D D nerds are horrible, awful goblin people who will take your rules, find a way to abuse them, and make something that ruins your game. Right? Isn't that, isn't that our job? I'm sorry. That is our job, but it is their job <laughs> to make our job harder. Right. So that right. not everyone's running around with a level one paladin character who they've twinked into being absolutely twinked. immortal right right twinked uh yeah that's what it's called twink twink or min max uh yeah it's a whole character building play style where you just build the most deviant character you can <laughs> i love it yeah i mean there's there's nothing wrong with like uh, making your character as powerful as you can, but uh, the purpose of the rules and the playtesting is to kind of put limits on that and to make sure that they don't accidentally introduce a 
world breaking weird thing. Like, uh, yeah. so here's one. Here's a here's a kind of a fun one. Have you ever heard of a coffee lock? No. All right. So, warlocks get their spells back anytime they take a long or a short rest, whereas mm-hmm. other spell casting classes uh, can get there or have. You're to really do a going long down rest. a rabbit hole here, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Really quick. So, if <laughs> a sorcerer has an ability where they have the, your uh, your spell points, your sorcery points, and you can u- use those to get spell slots back. And you can use, uh, then you combine that with the warlock class's ability to get their spell slots back at a short rest and combine the two into a character who never needs to ha- take a long rest uh. and has functionally in. in- Infinite spell slots. <laughs> because nice. you can just take eight short rests instead of one long rest, and in between every one, convert sorcery points into spell slots. And so that's be, what the playtesting is trying to stop, is people like that. <laughs> I'm going to be scrutinizing your character going forward, Seth. <laughs> 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 Any new characters you make. <laughs> uh, yeah, fun. All right. Well, cool. Well, thank you all for listening. Hope you enjoyed this episode and uh, watch for uh, an upcoming episode where we'll be talking about how to DM um, Dungeons and Dragons for uh, fun and profit. Well, wait, fun. where's the profit? Uh, yeah. <laughs> like well, profit, profit, profit for the companies that are selling the, the stuff to us. So. Right. <laughs> Will always be the next uh, Matthew Mercer. You don't know. Well, he might possible. be a talent that's been hidden from the world until now. <laughs> Anything, oh, I can, yeah, yeah. Anything's possible. I can attest to that. Yeah. All right, folks. Well, thanks for listening. We will see you next time. Have a good week. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Galactic Driftwood Podcast. For more information and past episodes, please visit our website at galacticdriftwood.space or subscribe to us on YouTube. And now, please deactivate your cranial downlinks, collect your towels, and be sure to watch your step as you exit our gravity well.